Now that is a big trunk. It holds a tuba, a suitcase, a dead dog, and a garment bag almost perfectly. Yeah, that's just what they used to say in the ads. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Date Night. Date Night. Third Wheel Edition. I was trying to get to that. I was going to make it sound cooler. <laughs> you kind of just jumped me right there. <laughs> yes, this is our Third Wheel Edition of Date Night. <laughs> Thanks, Kiana. However, oh, oh, the surprise spoiler. <laughs> we have today uh, my big brother, author musician, part-time dinosaur wrangler, Jason <laughs> McDonald of the McDonald tribe. Uh, where's my applause button? It's one of these. Hold on, hold on. the right one. One of these days, hope to be a full-time dinosaur wrangler. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really get that full-time dinosaur wrangler gig. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's been, what's been new? What's been new? You uh you you got anything in the works? Um, uh, like you mentioned, uh, being an author, I'm currently working on my fourth book. It's actually going to be a novel this time. My Ooh, my first oh, novel. Nice. So looking forward yeah, to that. I'm about a hundred pages in. I'm thinking it's going to be around three three hundred fifty pages. So uh, hopefully that that'll go well. Not bad, and that actually works that you're an author because of the theme of this Yikes, movie. Right, so it's, it like, <laughs> it's it's perfect. <laughs> Things just don't line up like this all the time. <laughs> all right, so go ahead and uh, introduce this movie. Let us know why you picked it. What the you know any other little tidbits you got? All right. Well, the film that we are talking about today is called Wonder Boys. It was released in uh, 2000. And stars Michael Douglas. He uh, he plays an English professor at a college in Pittsburgh. And over the span of a couple of days, like his whole life, uh, which already was uh, pretty bad, gets even worse. His wife leaves him. His editor's hounding him for his new book. One of his students is insane. <laughs> yes. Plus yeah. his, uh, he's got his, uh, a little bit of a drug problem. And then, believe it or not, this is a comedy. But... Uh, <laughs> The reason why I picked it is because um, it was the first date my now wife and I went on all the way back in 2000. We, uh, I wanted to take her to the movies, and instead of saying, hey, let's find a good date movie to watch, I said, hey, we're going to go see this movie that I want to see. And yeah, she hates sense. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of that around here. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to be honest, I haven't seen it since we saw it then. You know, we saw it when it was new. And I, I had forgotten most of it, and I rewatched it you know, a couple times this week for the episode. And I, I'm happy to say I, I actually still enjoyed it. I remember liking it then. I like it now. <laughs> but I had forgotten most of it. And there are some parts in this like, Ugh, you know, what, what the heck? What's he thinking? What's going on? This movie's weird. Yeah, but it's yeah. Still, you know, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, this was my first time watching this movie. Mine I had too. never heard of this movie. And I mean, what was it, 2000 at that time? I'm, I'm trying to remember what was out around that. Like, it was probably 
blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. So there's a good chance I didn't even hear about this movie. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. but I, yeah, I hadn't even heard of this movie at all. And yeah, I neither. Most people that I, I talked to about it, they had never heard of it either. It bombed when it came out. It was a complete, complete bomb. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those weekend, critics loved it. No one saw it. Yeah, yeah I, and that's what I was reading about. It. I think on opening weekend, it barely made over what it made. Like, I think by two million. Yeah, but it got an eighty. Well, because it's like a cult classic. Like the same thing with like the Big Lebowski. It didn't do well in theaters, Mm -hmm. but it's they have literal fest about it now because it's a cult classic. So you know, (laughs) theaters aren't always the mark of what makes something you know good. Exactly. You can make a lot of money in theaters and still end up pretty terrible, like Suicide Squad. But I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, it's funny, you know, we, I, re- I remember, you know, we walked out of the theater, we went to dinner after the movie, and my wife, you know, pressed us, she said, oh, it was, it was really funny, it was really great, you picked a good one, and then after we were dating for a while, and we were more comfortable with each other, she says, you know, I gotta tell you, that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're, you're buttering me up, were you? She yeah. well, it was our first date. <laughs> and she had to, she had to put the moves on, she had to be polite. Of course. Yeah, I've done that. And, you know, it's funny. We almost went and saw American Beauty instead, but they were sold out. And I'm thinking now, I'm really glad I didn't take her to see American Beauty. <laughs> Is that that movie with uh, Kirsten Dunst in it? Uh, I know. Kevin Spacey. I know, I, was, I know Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. Annette Benning and um, was it like Amina Kubari. Like he was holding a, he was holding a camera all the time. Yeah, that's exactly. It's, it's a good okay. movie. That's not a date movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Wor- worse than this one. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Jason, you really got to walk me through this movie because I still don't know what it was about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was kind of, I was lost right when it got, when it started going. I didn't know. <laughs> I was kind of confused. Yeah. I mean, I was too. I was kind of like trying to keep, trying to keep up. But I felt like I didn't do a very good job right? of keeping up. Because I was like, wait, what's happening now? What's what's happening now? When did this guy get here? <laughs> right? Like, well, sadly, it's, oh, sorry, go it's ahead. one of those movies that if you, I, I've never read the book. And I only know a lot oh, of the book. I've, I've read about it. Was a it. Book. Yeah. It's based off a book. And oh, the problem man. a lot of movies have is there's stuff from the book that's in the movie. But unless you've never read the book, you it, it leaves you clueless like why is this person here why did it jump to this you know yeah because yeah. i mean yeah that that probably makes sense because it it just feels like there's a lot going on that's not really well explained like i i still have questions about james <laughs> right <laughs> just, i'll have questions about james for a long time <laughs> played by spider-man's own toby mcguire yes so go- spider-man's own <laughs> So go ahead and uh, walk us through this movie. Where, where do we start at? Where, where is it? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it starts, you know, um, uh, Michael Douglas, you find out, you know, it establishes, it takes, it starts off in his classroom and uh, you're hearing a story written by a student of his, James, Toby McGuire, and how everyone in the class uh, hates this short story. And you find out later, they, they all hate the story, not because of the way it's written, or actually, in because of the way it's written, it's because it's so good, and they all realize it's better than anything they wrote. But they, uh, you know, disguise the hate as just 
Yeah, we don't we don't like it because it sucks, and they blame him for being Catholic. Why they don't like it? Yeah, What's wrong with you Catholics <laughs> anyway? Exactly. I, like, I know. And they all started laughing. Like well, that's a little harsh, don't you think? <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> didn't seem necessary at all. That was so you're like, okay, he's a he's he's a literary professor. Okay, he's got a, a strange student, and then. All of a sudden, okay, he's also a big pothead. All right, no big deal, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a big pill popper. Then you too. learn, <laughs> you know, the movie kind of drops you right into the middle of his life and, you know, no, no build up to it. It's like, bam, he has a weird student. Bam, his wife has left him. Bam, he's got a drug addiction. He never finished a book that he promised, you know. Bam, it, one, it, of his, one of his students is living at his house. And like, she likes right. him. <laughs> but I'm also yeah. glad that they didn't really like go crazy with that because it could have been yeah. like like you know like a fatal attraction kind of mm-hmm. deal going on but it just turned out to be eh, i like you you don't like me it's whatever yeah let's move on like that was that was for the best i believe yes yes even even you know, 21 years ago now when i saw it the first time i'm like if they kiss i'm out yeah, yeah <laughs> i exactly. felt like that too i was like yo don't do it don't do it gross like Katie Holmes is like 19 when this movie was made, and Michael Douglas was in his 50s. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> I feel like he's always been in his 50s, though. <laughs> he's like Morgan Freeman. He was pretty much born an older gentleman, like born an old man. <laughs> so I guess the, the main plot of this movie is you know he he's married, his wife has left him, but then you learn that he's. Um, he has a girlfriend, and his girlfriend happens to be the chancellor of the English department of the university he works at. Played by which, you know, Francis McDormand. What was that? I said played by Francis McDormand. Yes, great, wonderful Francis McDormand. She is pretty good in a lot of things. I, but it's it's weird because as soon as he leaves this class, he goes straight to the airport to pick up, uh, what's this dude's name? Oh, um, oh, his editor, Crab- Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, Crabtree, Terry, Crabtree, Terry, yeah. Terry Crabtree, or whatever. Crab, yeah, yeah. And, and was anyone put off by the fact they kept calling him Crabs the whole movie? Oh, <laughs> honestly, I didn't even notice. I didn't either, because I was all like, "Wait, what is his name?" Like, I was just too busy trying to figure out like who his character is really supposed to be, because it felt like the way they made it seem was like he was kind of a big deal. But then he kind of like leads on later in the movie that he's not really a big deal anymore or something right. like that. Like, I don't know, because he, he feels like he's like the rock star editor. Oh, I just go around mm-hmm. sleeping with whoever I want, doing all kinds of stuff because I'm a big deal. And it's just like, yeah, all right, I guess. Right. I mean, you find he, he kind of was a celebrity editor at one point because of uh, Michael Douglas's character. He wrote this book called The Arsonist's Daughter that was, you know, top 10 pick of every book critic in the country and schools all over the place teach it and robert downey jr is the one that edited it so he was kind of a rock star but he hasn't done anything since then because michael douglas hasn't written anything since then so he's kind of lost his integrity like the only client Mm -hmm. basically yeah he hadn't done anything else and people were looking at him like okay you know you were you were the wonder boy why haven't you done anything else yeah it's like right you you did that one thing now we need you to do something else. Right, you can't live off he that gets forever. He treated like he doesn't even work there. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he did say that. And I'd be like, yo, yeah. y'all got to start treating me with some respect. I know that I haven't done anything, but damn it, my office is not a storage room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, stop keeping your stuff in my office. I'm <laughs> Yeah, you get that sense of he shows up at the airport and he's got a date. And uh, you think, well, he's a badass, but no, he's definitely not a badass. (laughs) 
Because then they go straight to this cocktail party where it, it's kind of like an everywhere everybody knows everybody kind of situation. Like you have Rip Torn playing this uh, pretty big deal author or whatever the case may be, Q. Then you have, yeah. uh, I don't even remember who it is who's playing uh, the husband of Sarah, but he's just, he's literally talking everybody's ear off about how great he is and how much he knows. Like it's just, it's a, it's, it's a who's who of authors and writers and editors and pro- producers or whatever the case may be. And I'm confused with all the stuff they're saying. Cause I'm just like, you know, I, I read, but mostly what I read is like fantasy. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, right, right. I would be at well, that, that place that guy, out of place. That guy, um, his character was Walter. That was Francis McDormand's husband. His real name is Richard Thomas. Okay. And the only other thing I've seen him in, he was in the original television version of It. He played the um, adult uh, Bill Denver. The, the oh, boy yeah, with the that is him. Yeah. Okay. I, I see it now. Did, yeah. Have you seen the original It? Mm-hmm. The, he's, he's Bill, the adult Bill, the one who stutters and has the inhaler and all that stuff. I haven't, but okay. But that's why I was like, because while I was watching, I will say, I was like, that voice sounds familiar and I couldn't like place it. Mm-hmm. And it was bothering right. me and I didn't even look it up. I should have just looked it up. I don't know why I didn't look it up. I looked up everything I else. I would say, yeah, I usually do. <laughs> yeah, he, he walked out and he, you know, he's he's talking at the party. And I said, I know that guy. And I was watching it on Hulu. I paused it, pulled out my phone. I was like, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah. I know him. You had to do that a couple of times. There's a... There's a, we'll, when we get to that scene, I'm going to have a gripe, a very big one about this movie. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So, yeah, so this is this whole, like, cocktail party thing is happening, and everybody's kind of having a good time. We find out that uh, Grady, stupid name, Grady is having mm-hmm. an affair with Sarah. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of confused me at the beginning, because I'm all like, wait. She has a husband, and then she said that she was pregnant. So I'm just like, okay, wait, what's going on? Yeah, it's a lot and, happening. Yeah, I'm all like, where's his yeah. wife? But then his wife left him, so yeah, it was. And it happened fast. That was the thing. It was just like, hey, I'm at this party. Oh, your dog hates me. I wonder why. Hey, I have to talk to you. Hey, I have to talk to you. Hey, we're having an affair. Hey, I'm pregnant. Hey. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it all, it, it's one thing after another really, really quick, and then bam. It's just okay. Maybe maybe that was the point that the Curtis uh, Hanson, the director, was like, "This is where we're gonna give the audience a minute to soak this all in." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, because that's kind of what happened. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." All right, all right, stop, stop what you're doing. Let's 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 rewind and figure this out again because I don't right. know what we're doing here anymore. Yeah, his wife yeah. left him. This woman is not his wife; it's his girlfriend. He's upset about his wife leaving him, but he's happy to see his girlfriend. And now his girlfriend is pregnant, and the dog hates him. I'm like, hey, wait, wait, yeah, the, the dog hates him. <laughs> the blind dog. He was all like, the dog knows. <laughs> yeah, the blind dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog knows. He's, he's like the husband's oblivious, but the dog's been on to me since the beginning. <laughs> And the, the dog's name was Poe, and I remember reading, you know, reading trivia about the movie, and the dog is named after famed author Edgar Allan Poe. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was something that was in the book that people who read the book were like, well, duh. But for me, I'm yeah. like, that's a weird thing to just name your dog mm-hmm. Poe, like you know. But then it makes sense. Your room full of authors, Edgar Allan Poe. Right. There it is. It's chancellor of the literature department and uh, doctor author, and yeah, so that, that doesn't make sense. It does, yeah. 
yeah, and then you know he the, the party's going on and this party is for all the um, the staff and uh, Q Rick Torn the the famous author who's going to be speaking at an event the next day called Word Fest. That's what I, that whole party is about. Yeah. And Michael Douglas, who you know he's sick of the dog that hates him. He's sick of everyone that's in there. So he goes outside to uh, smoke a joint, and that's where you, that's where we meet uh, James Lear. Is strange student yeah, Toby Maguire standing there in I was the like, shadows. What? Yeah. with a little mini gun in his hand. Like, what? Yeah. Did, what are you about to do, sir? Like, <laughs> he's just being weird because he's literally like in the shadows, and he's like, professor, and then he steps out the shadows. Like, yo, he's gonna kill you. You gotta, you <laughs> yeah. gotta get out of here. I don't know. I don't know You're much. About to die. <laughs> this seems like red flags to me. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, Spider Man's about to kill Hank Pym. You better run. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's, it is weird because he's telling them, oh, this gun, is it's fake. My mom won it at a Boston carnival or something like that. But I'm mad that he believed him because everybody else knew it was a real gun. I honestly but don't think he did. Like, <laughs> I think he was just kind of like, all right, whatever. I'm not about to antagonize the kid with the gun. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah, Please I'm don't gonna... shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> just don't point that thing at me, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the thing about James throughout this whole movie. He tells little stories like that, and I don't know what's real and what's not. And it kind of makes me want right. to read the book because maybe they clarify it. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what's going on with this kid. Right. Yeah, and they they see that later in the in the movie when they're in the diner. He's like, has anything that's come out of your mouth over the last couple of days true is everything bullshit or if you told me anything true and he just kind of shrugs he's like yeah you know i don't i don't know anything about you i mean yeah and it's and it gets crazy because james is kind of like savantish because they're all like oh hey it's james he can name everybody who's ever died in history or something and he just <laughs> and he just and he just starts rattling them off like bop 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 and it's just like yeah and I was just like, yo, the fact is, I didn't even need to fact check it, but I was pretty sure he was right. Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to prove this guy wrong. And like. I like that at least like 70% of them were pills. <laughs> yeah. I know, almost all pills. All these celebrities OD'd on pills. I know he was like, again, pills. <laughs> I can't remember where, but. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. That that list of celebrities that he, he names off is actually taken from a, another book. Oh, is it? Verbatim. Yeah. Some some other man, I forget his, the author's name, but he wrote a book about Hollywood suicides. And he just, uh, the writer of this movie, just ripped it right from that one. So those are actual celebrities and actual ways how they die. And uh, one thing uh, I noticed uh, that I read is originally in the theatrical version, he lists Alan Ladd as yeah, a man who committed suicide. You read that? Yeah. yeah. And he, they got sued by his estate, and they omitted that from the rest of the, the, the cuts. Yeah, I think it was like they didn't want him, like, slandering his name or something like that, so they took that one yeah. out. But I'm like, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I guess. I, You know, I don't know. If I die, put me in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least make people Google me. I don't know, man. Like, Because I, I, I don't even know who he is, to be 100% honest. So it's not like I was going to be checking for him yeah. or anything like that. But I guess at 2000, maybe somebody was like, Oh yeah, I wonder what's going on with that guy and his family's estate. Because <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so they uh, they they have their little chat outside in the snow, and uh, Michael Douglas, for some reason, decides to show uh, Toby Maguire, James Lear, 
a, a prized possession that the chancellor's husband has inside their bedroom. So they go upstairs, and he knows to go to the safe because apparently his girlfriend tells him these things. Yeah, and, like, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't make, make no sense. sense. Like, why would yeah. you? How would you share like, that yeah, information? We're having with an him. affair. Hey, you want to see something cool while we're you know necking? I've got yeah. this cool. So my, my husband's got this cool safe. Here's the code. Remember it. You might need to use exactly. it one day to show off to a young boy. <laughs> like, what is going on? And I feel like she should have known in the beginning when the jacket when the jacket was stolen. She should she should have um, went and asked. What was his name? Greedy. Like Grady. Yeah, Grady. Grady yeah. What happened to the jacket? Because I I only told you the code. I don't think that her husband is going around telling people the code. Well, she does kind of say like only. You know, two people, only a few people know the code. So oh, she, I, I I, it, it almost feels like she's given him a chance to just come clean and he kind of right. never does. But yeah, it is. It's like he shows him this jacket and he gets all teary eyed about it. And he's just like, I, I don't even understand. He's just like, I'm sorry. I cry because the jacket, she was really small. <laughs> like, she had small <laughs> shoulders. Nobody knew that about her. <laughs> like, yeah, is that something they would know? Like, <laughs> Oh. Thanks for that. Right. Piece. <laughs> Thought you were going to say something about, you know, her acting or something. No, the small shoulders. That's important piece of trivia that no one knows. Probably I, no don't one think we mentioned it. I don't think we mentioned it yet, but the, the jacket belonged to Marilyn Monroe. You did. You did mention it. He said we it. did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what's so crazy. The picture kind of threw me off a little bit because I had no idea who that was supposed to be. Like I did. You see, and you said it, but then I said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then, I don't know. Maybe it was seeing the, the Shirley Temple later on that kind of mm-hmm. threw me off. I was like, oh, maybe that was supposed to be Shirley Temple. And I was just like, ah, oh, maybe, nope, they said Marilyn Monroe. It's definitely Marilyn Monroe. When, when was Shirley Temple in this movie? I don't remember see, he that. was watching it. He was watching Shirley Temple. That I, was Judy Garland. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, oh, they... <laughs> It's gonna sound pretty bad, but they all look alike. I can't, I can't tell them apart. Okay, I, I can see the similarities. I I'll could, let that it just looked like an older Shirley Temple, and I was like, I didn't even know she did stuff. I didn't even know she was allowed to do stuff as when she wasn't a kid. Like I didn't even know that was illegal. That was legal. Like I thought, yeah, yeah. yeah I, she she stopped acting around thirteen, I think. The cutoff date. <laughs> So they they see this jacket and uh, you find out the chancellor's husband is obsessed with Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio, specifically their marriage. And uh, James, he starts crying over her small shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, they they go to leave the bedroom and uh, a blind dog makes his way upstairs. And we have already established this dog hates uh, Grady because he's sleeping with his master (laughs) or is the uh, master's wife. So the dog, you know, attacks Grady and bites him on the ankle. Real, really bad mm-hmm. bite. Yeah. And he's trying to shake this dog off. And all of a sudden the um, fake cap gun turns out to be a very real gun as James kills the dog. Man, he, and he <laughs> lets off at least four shots into this dog. Like, that's did what he, he was like. Yeah. Cause he was just like, why did you do that? He was like, he was attacking you. He was like, I thought you were going to pull him off me or something. I was like, damn. I didn't. I thought he only shot him one time. No, he shot him a couple. <laughs> he shot, he shot him at least twice. Yeah. Cause they, they mentioned it later. You know, I don't, I don't think the dog deserved two in the chest. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, man. He, and he, so yeah. this dog is dead. And I, I remember, you know, I was, I was watching it again last night. I'm like, you know what? 
anything. He could have fired a warning shot because obviously mm-hmm. nobody heard the gunshot. Exactly. Nobody heard him. And I thought that's what, when he first did it, I thought he was about to like shoot it in the air, but he did. He just right. came out and shot him. Yeah, yeah it just his, seemed uh, like the worst. Said, Kill the dog. Yeah, right? it, it was the, it was the <laughs> it was all a threat. <laughs> he got eliminated. Right, instead of being like, "Man, what do I do?" He was just like, "I know what to do. I'm gonna kill this dog." That's the only way to solve this problem. If if the dog is dead, it can't bite anyone. Something's telling me that right. was his first time shooting a dog. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think it was either. I don't think it was either. <laughs> The, the dog bite really, really sets the movie off in the direction yeah. it's going to end up going. Because right from there, uh, they they go outside, they go down to the car, and they start raiding Robert Downey Jr.'s luggage, which is still in Grady's car, for drugs and booze, because he knows what his editor is like. Yeah, he knows his and, <laughs> Yeah, that part made yeah. me laugh. When they opened the trunk, he said, wow, it's room for a dog, a, <laughs> a <Yeah>. trunk. <laughs> hold on, hold on, because I, I got it right here. Yeah. That is a big trunk. It holds a tuba, a suitcase, a dead dog, and a garment bag almost perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't wrong. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't have to sit on the trunk or nothing. Just bam. Yeah, it was just like, ah. You know, whenever you need a body to be hit, this is the car for you. You, know, you, you find out earlier uh, when he's smoking weed outside, he offers it to Toby Maguire, and he says, uh, "He says no, I, I don't want anything that clouds my emotions." Yeah. But then, <laughs> when they when they pull out Robert Downey Jr.'s luggage, they pull out was it codeine and a yeah. bottle of whiskey, and they just both start taking it. <laughs> and he spits it yeah, on him. Though. That was funny. It, on, it, right, it was <laughs> right on his jacket. Tops <laughs> it up right onto his jacket. And I love to see Michael Douglas delivery. This was like. Let's try that again. (laughs) Perfect delivery. It was perfect. Holds it off and hands it back to him. Oh, man. And then um, they go to uh, a bar, like an after call. No, no. First, they go to that big meeting. They go to the speech. And James laughs when Q is giving his speech. Yeah, that was... <laughs> out loud. <laughs> I don't even that know why. That was so weird. funny, too. As well-respected author that everyone here has come to see, standing room only, is talking about the process of writing. And James Lear, who is now stoned out of his mind, starts laughing hysterically. But I think everybody <laughs> should have laughed because that man was so full of himself. Right, he did, on the oh, stage, yeah. yeah he, the moment he stepped on stage, it was like, I'm a writer. And everyone just starts right? applauding. I was like, no, yeah. don't. We just know went that. up there and said, I'm a big deal. And they yeah. would have clapped. That's basically what he did. Because it was just like, don't clap for that. We know he's a writer. <laughs> That's why we're here. I thought he was going to say something profound. He was the like, event oh. is called Word Fest. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, he's dropping Jim, and the Jim is a penny saved is a penny earned. Like, get out of here. We know what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> no. Uh, um, they, they Robert Downey Jr. meets James at the uh, that that meeting and is uh, immediately infatuated with him. And if you didn't guess from his uh, transvestite date on the airplane in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. this is when you realize Robert Downey Jr.'s character is gay because he instantly crushes on James. <laughs> well, yeah. according, well, according to Michael Douglas, because he James asked him, he said, "Is oh, is uh Terry gay?" And he goes, "Most times." He was like, sometimes, yeah, most, most yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, he's not. <laughs> he does whatever he wants. <laughs> but he it does. It was like he... love at first sight for him in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he literally spends the entire movie trying to sleep with him every chance yes. he gets. And he gets so mad yep. at Michael <laughs> Douglas because he was like, you took him home? Why would you take him home? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, they, 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 Robert Downey Jr. invites them to that after party at the bar, and yeah. you know, Toby McGuire is totally trashed. And that's when you meet what, what, what was his, what did they call Vernon? Vernon. The, the man in the bar. And point of contention <laughs> in this movie. So after some digging, I found out that Vernon, or the person who plays Vernon, isn't even black. What? The, <laughs> I'm looking through, right? Because I'm, I don't know what I was looking for, but I was looking to see who plays who in these movies. And let me see, let me see. Because it, it turns out that the his name is Richard Knox. He plays Vernon. And at first when I saw it, I was like, there's got to be another Vernon throughout this movie, but there was not. There was no other Vernon. Richard Knox, this white guy. Look, this is him. Can you see him? Yeah, babe? you showed me. I was like, wow. He plays Vernon. There is blackface I, I, in this movie, and it upsets what? me. <laughs> I, I'm on his IMDb page. They don't have a picture of him. They just no. have a name. He has four yeah. credits to his name. On on IMDb, he's not there. If you just Google it, he shows up. He's more than black. Oh, no, this, this, this I gotta <laughs> see. You gotta be kidding no, me. No, yeah, he's only in like three movies tops in his right. entire career. And it's, yeah, this is, it's insane. Cause yeah, like, it was. It was I was a, looking, was I'm like, there's gotta be a shot. black guy. He's gotta have a billing here somewhere. And he does, whoever the black guy who's supposed to play him does not. Because the only other black person in this movie is Yusef Gatewood, who plays one of the students. And that's it. <laughs> okay, I, I typed in Richard Knox Wonder Boys. And I got his picture, and then I got another Richard Knox, a white guy, next to his picture. And they're two completely different men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see, look, that's why I just put in Wonder Boys in Google, and right in the <laughs> cast, he, his, his picture pops up, right next to Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Alan Tudyk, I, I completely forgot he was in this movie, too. Yeah, he plays the, the janitor student who gets stoned every once in a while, but only while he's working. <laughs> if, that, if that is... If that is indeed a white actor in blackface, that is some extremely good makeup. <sighs> it it almost makes that sense though. It, it, almost, it, right. it starts to make sense when you think about the way his his jive because he was talking straight up jive. He wasn't like what? Yeah, this is two thousand. I highly doubt yeah. this guy talks like that. Like, oh my God. right? Yeah. It's, I see that that scene that they're looking at him and trying to figure out who he is. I'm like, oh, don't, please don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they're they're doing the back. He's a president of the James Brown Hair Club. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, and man. then I, I forgot about his, that that like most of the movie I'd forgotten. And he, after his scene, you know, they're they're outside the bar and he says, "Hey, that's my car." And Michael Douglas says, "No, this isn't your car. It's my car." And then they he jumps on top of the hood and slams down on it and he takes a <laughs> towel and leaves and i'm like okay is is that is that it <laughs> yeah I, that's what i was like i was like i don't understand what's happening right now like he he keeps running in front of this car and then he does he just jumps on it and he's like he does he takes his bow like was he trying to audition for something right like, it was <laughs> funny because uh what was his name q and the friend he was like what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> he was like you know you could always run him over <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, I was just like this scene. This scene was just insane. I didn't know what was going on half the time. I was just like, "All right, I guess we're here. We're doing this thing." <laughs> Can I just say I've, I've been saying this all throughout this movie that greedy is in Grady. Grady. 
<laughs> Sorry. Grady is in no rush to solve anything that's going on. There's a dead a dead dog in his trunk. And he's chilling at a right? bar. <laughs> yeah, you had all these opportunities oh to God. to get rid of the dog or clean about the dog. And, you know, he almost does a couple of times and he's like, nah, I'm cool. Right. So, th- this dog is in his trunk for like three days. <laughs> yeah, pretty Literally, much. Literally, yes. Much. Cause then, like, this is when he go. They go. They start going home. He finds out. He takes James back to his spot. He realizes that James took the coat. He's just like, ah, fuck it. And then he's just like, he wakes up in the morning. He's like, ha, better get some writing in before right? I do anything important. <laughs> before I think about anything, I'm gonna do some writing. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. And his book is super long. He was like, all right, two fifty one, and then was like a six. I was like, why do you have so many pages of this book? It makes no sense. It is not War and Peace. It yeah. is, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And then, that's, that's, that's not a book. That, that's a series of textbooks. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> He's literally writing the encyclopedia. Like, what is going on here? And this is what we get. We get Babyface Cop. <laughs> yeah. And so, he's yeah, the next I like morning, him. They, they take James back to uh, uh, Grady's house because they don't. nobody knows where he lives. He's a mysterious calling boy. No one knows where he lives. So they take him back to his house, and then the next morning, uh, like you said, the baby-faced cop shows up, and Grady knows exactly why he's there. You know, there's a missing dog and a missing jacket. And at at this point, no one knows the dog is dead yet. They just think it's a runaway. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, the cop says, do you know this kid? Yes. Do you know where he lives? No. Okay, bye. And he leaves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was just like. When he got there, he left the car in neutral when he got out. (laughs) Yeah. Started to roll away. This has got to be his first day on the job because he was just like, all right, what do I do? What do I say? Uh, Hey, you're, uh, what's his face, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. Like, he never once pegs him for a suspect. They immediately blame James, which is weird because I feel like, why? Well, because they said, didn't he say somebody saw him outside of the house just standing there? Oh, lurking? Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. I would peg James if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't remember that anyone said that. I was just like, it just felt like they were just like unfairly dumping it on him. Yeah, like, no, he did. Yeah, because he's he weird. He probably that. did it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the weird guy. It's always the weird guy. I'm pretty sure it was James. He was just standing there. I saw him outside lurking. And then I heard him say under his breath, I'm going to take that dog. <laughs> yeah, the cop leaves. And then Sarah, the chancellor, you know, she shows up pretty soon after that. And she's like, uh, so the dog's missing. And so is the jacket. <laughs> and trying to lead him on to say, you know, do you, do you know what happened here? And he's like, no. He's like, what? A jacket? I didn't even know you had one of those. <laughs> when he told her it was like a seven, uh, seven-year-old seven cop just came to visit me or yeah, something like that. Yeah. The 11-year-old cop. Yeah, she says he's got the police involved. And he says, yeah, I know. How, how did you know? The, the seven-year-old cop told me. <laughs> he did. He looked, he looked way too young. I don't know. I mean, I guess like you could be young as a cop, but it just feel, it always seems weirder when it's like, a baby face cop. You're like, I don't know, man. Shouldn't you be grizzled? He would have been a rookie. <laughs> yeah. they call him. Which is weird because even if he was a rookie, they sent him by himself and he clearly fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> a veteran cop would have would have pressured this dude, would have pressured Michael Douglas already and he would have just gave up the beans. Like There would have been nothing. He'd be like, all right, I'm going to search this house. You need a warrant yep. for that. Sure, buddy. I do what I want. Bam. <laughs> 
push him to Where's the, the side. dog? Where's the jacket? <laughs> I know we you got it. Him. I know you got it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, uh, Grady decides that he needs to try and find where James lives, find his family, find someone that knows him so he can basically unload him because he wants to work on his book. He's got his editor breathing down his neck. He's trying to spy his book, which, of course, he doesn't want him to see because it's almost 3,000 pages long. Yeah. And uh, they go on this little little, little road trip, and they go into a diner, and um, he he ends up calling James's parents. He's, I forget how you – know, I watched this movie twice this week, and I still – where did he get his parents' number? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. He just went through his bag yeah. and he just found he found like um something in the books and I think it had like a phone oh. number on it. Yeah, and that had to that, okay. I just, I don't know I don't know what it was either because I remember he kept he kept looking for the city he called looking for the city that he said he was from. And he was like, right. oh, this city doesn't exist. He was like, what the hell do you mean it doesn't exist? I'm sitting here with somebody who's been there. And like, then it dawned yeah. on him, like, ah, a lie. Yeah, right, yeah. I think he would be pretty upset to know that the town of his birth no longer exists. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that might get it done. <laughs> so that, that's when he finds out, when we all find out that James is pretty much full of shit, that he doesn't say anything truthful, that he, he's making things up as he goes. And uh, he confronts him about it. James doesn't want to leave because he, he tells Michael Douglas that he's the reason he went to that college. He loves his books. He loves his writing. He wants to be a writer because of him. Grady's like, well, that's where you messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and gives him yeah, back yeah, to just his parents. crushed it. Yeah, crushed like, his dreams. Sorry, buddy. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not who you thought I was. But he also said that these are his grandparents, which also is like, Truth or lie, right. I can't yeah, tell the difference. Yeah, and he was all like, you know, you look just like the man. Like, how is that your grandparents? Well, my mom is like, just don't feed me that yeah, bullshit he was just no like, more. I don't, like, I don't even want to yeah. know. Yeah. I, he was like, well, that's why everyone hates each other. Because I was like, don't say it. Whatever you, whatever I think you're going <laughs> to yeah. say can't what? be good. <laughs> exactly. Don't. We, we all get it. We get it. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're taking a break and we'll be right back. Hey. Okay. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> and we are back. Back. We're back. What was that face? What's going on here? I don't know what's going on with you. I was like, where do we leave off that? We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> when we last left our heroes, um, they had just so, sold James up the river. <laughs> yes, James is back with his parents slash grandparents. And uh, Michael Douglas is going to get back in his car, go back to his life, and everything's going to be fine. And then he realizes that James left his knapsack in his car. So. He he opens up the knapsack and finds a novel that James had written. It was hinted at that he probably hadn't actually seen it. It's there. So Michael Douglas, you know, he settled. It's like a blizzard going on outside. He settles into his car and reads his book and realizes it's amazing. Yeah, he was like, damn, this is It good. was mind-blowing, right? <laughs> they had to go back. He, he, he uh, had to go do a rescue mission. Well, yeah, well, you know right. why they were doing the rescue mission. Well, That's how good the before. book was. Well, like, he, he, go, he goes back to his place, and Terry has thrown this big ass party. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, just threw it at our party. He's just like, hey. What's going on? He was like, ah, where's James? He was like, oh, I sent him with his parents. And that's what he was like, you did what? Wait yeah. a minute. No, 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 no. This just won't do. Right? Like, <laughs> then he yeah. then he second guessed himself. He was like, I don't know if 
I sent him home because he needs to be with his parents or because I wanted him gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> did I do it for him or did I do it for me? Yes. Reflecting. Oh man. He's, it's kind of funny. Cause he's just like, he, he's like, all right, we got to go get him. Let's go get him. Hold on. But before I do anything urgent, let me do something least less urgent again. And he's talking to what's her name? Hannah. Hannah. And she's just like, Hey, don't go down. Everything's cool. It's just like, yo, he has no sense of urgency whatsoever. Yeah, oh, because she was telling him about his book that she started reading. Oh, yeah. yeah. She wrote this book and started reading it. Yeah, basically telling him that he needs to stop being high. Was that that scene? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. no, that scene is a little later. This is after they get James. Oh, they yeah, yeah, else. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Moving it's ahead. all good. It's all good. <laughs> we do that from time to time. Yeah, but he threw a party. Oh. I'd have been mad yeah. if I come home and there's a bunch of people. It looks like mostly college students. Yeah, I would have been upset Hello? too. You still there? Oh, there you are. Sorry, right, I thought good. I lost you. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you did not lose us, sir. Yeah. yeah so they, they, Robert Downey Jr. is like, no, why'd you do that? I love him. So they go, they go on a rescue mission. And Robert Downey Jr. for personal reasons and for Michael Douglas because the book is just so good. He, he's got to go rescue this kid. So they, they find, they go to his parents' house. And in, in route, that's when you find out that Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah, Crabs is not the editor, the badass editor you, you thought he was in the beginning. Yeah, this is when he's kind of like, yeah, I haven't done much of anything since your book. Yeah. And it almost felt like he was like blaming him in a way, but at the same time, right. he was just like, I could have edited other people's stuff. I just, I don't know why I wasn't doing it. Maybe I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I was living Maybe off my fame. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the yeah. book editing world goes. I don't know if he was like <laughs> hot shit walking around in furs. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, yeah, and, um, he, he keeps asking about his book, and he's just like, you know, don't ask, don't, don't touch it. But then he, he tells Robert Downey Jr. about uh, James's book. And he says, is it good? And he says, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Well, and no, Robert, now, Robert Downey Jr. told him earlier, too, that he was working on a book he told him in that the he bar. Finished it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you know, he, he has a book. Yeah. It. And he had never read it. He was like, I want to read it. I'm going to publish it. <laughs> So they, they get to his uh, his house, and he told them he told Grady that he sleeps in the basement. And they knock on the window. It, it is indeed the basement, but it's the most lavish. Most right, it is really <laughs> nice. Talking about he was chained up down there. I yeah. was all like, oh, no. really? I half expected him when he got up and saw them that there was going to be a chain there. And I was like, oh shit, he's telling the truth. Like a shackle <laughs> no, on his man, foot. He is living <laughs> life. This this is like to me. This is the equivalent of like. Uh, like when black kids who grow up in the suburbs want to be from the hood so bad that they tell all these lies about the hood that they was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's not, his, <laughs> I his don't understand. Setup, his setup was really nice. I, I, would I wish I had a room like that. Like, yeah, that was, that was, that was really yeah. beautiful. It was bigger than the entire apartment. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you so upset? Exactly. I'm like, uh, my apartment can fit in part of your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's got every book ever written in there, just like a bunch of yeah, libraries. He was books. going through all the library books. He's like, every one of them, late. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he can afford it. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what, what's the point? They're all late. You know, that just shows how uh, genius and quirky he is. You know, mm-hmm. he's just lazy. Yeah, it is just lazy. <laughs> that, 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 that is what it felt like. I was like, oh, look at all these late library books. He must be reading them over and over again. I was like, nah, he just forgot to take them back. <laughs> just forgot to take them back. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a book I checked out freshman year of high school. 
Look, I'm pretty sure. Those were his books now. Yeah, I had books that I got in (laughs) elementary that I'm pretty sure are still late somewhere because I don't know where they are. (laughs) They got got your picture of the the, the info there. Oh, for sure. This man owes us a book. I can never go back to that library in Covina, that's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure. So they, they, they spring James and they're they're driving back down and you know they um oh before they leave, James reminds Grady, hey, you know, you still have a dead dog in your trunk. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's kinda like, Oh, I can't just leave my mom right. grandma checks on me every thirty minutes and they were like, Oh, we'll do the old pillows and the thingamajigget. Wait, before you get to that part though, when they did go into James um room, they found out that he was writing a book about Grady. Yeah, oh, yeah he started yeah, yeah. a new book about Grady, yeah. Just weird, which which makes me think that that's the whole point. Like, he was hanging around to do research or whatever the case may be. It just, I don't know. It seems a little weird to me. I don't want nobody writing a book about me without my knowledge. Right. He did. Or change the name. Shut up. <laughs> he did say when they were driving to Emily's house or her parents' house, he did say it's the most fun he had ever had. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, he's the weird kid, so he was like, yeah, I'm sleeping at a bus station, but it's cool, though, because I know the guy who works there, and, you know, one of the lockers is broken. I could put my stuff in there. Right. I was like, wait, how is that a good it thing? It has his perks. <laughs> so, you know, it's not all bad. because they have some really good cheese sandwiches in those oh vending Oh, my God, when he's talking about that cheese sandwich out of vending machine, I was about to be like, bro, if you don't take this meal, I'll sock you in the mouth. Like, what are you doing? Talk about a cheese sandwich. Out of- a cheese sandwich, not like any... Oh, my God. Cheese <sighs> <Jeez>, sandwich, <laughs> the height yeah, of luxury. So, to, to thwart his mother checking on him, they they put the dead dog in his bed, oh and cover God. it with blankets. Which which has to be the dumbest, dumbest thing because if you know thing. people are looking for this dog, it immediately point, paints but him as a suspect. But if he said that they come and check up on him too, you don't think like early in the morning they will go down there and take the cover off and see the dog. <laughs> Yeah. Try to wake like him up. Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty the next morning. Hey, why are you still asleep? Oh my god. Right? I, don't, I I just I don't understand what the plan was here. Because when Robert Downey Jr. was like, Hey, we'll just stuff some blankets in there, that old trick, he was like, No, we can't, they'll know. So they won't know that it's a job. <laughs> like <laughs> what is going on? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know the logic here. Other than well, you- I gotta get I gotta get that dog out of my trunk at some point. Like that's the only reason I can see that being the anything. There was no rush. Just, just wipe your hands clean. Oh, there, kill two birds with one stone. Let's right. go. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So we finally got rid of that dog. Now what? <laughs> so yeah. they they get rid of the dog. They drive back into town, and uh, they get back to the house, and Rainy makes. I don't know why he did. He called the chancellor's house and confessed his love to her to her husband. That was funny. Yeah. (laughs) Are you drunk? He was like, what time is it? No, I'm not. Well, it says 830, but I'm pretty sure this clock is wrong. He was like, bro, it's 330. It's 330 in the morning. He was like, well, I just wanted to call to let you know that uh, I'm in love with your wife. He was like, wait, what? Yeah. I said, I mean, I heard you, motherfucker. Like. (laughs) You think he's going to confess to the dog and the jacket? He's like, no, I love your wife. Yeah, I love your wife. Great. Sorry. You had to and then his reaction, I'll, I'll see you in my office Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're, either you're drunk or not, I will see you in my office. <laughs> I guess, though, I will say that it could have been worse because 
All he said was, I'm in love with your wife. He could have easily been like, yo. I thought he was going to tell her everything. Not only am I in everything. love with your wife, we've already been doing the do, and she's got my baby in a belly. She just left my house. Chip <laughs> <laughs> chose me, bro. <laughs> All of this is so... It could have been so much worse than I'm in love with your fights. Because at least at the bare minimum, he could chalk it up to, hey, bro, you're drunk. It's clearly the 30. You've been drinking a little bit and you smoke a lot. We all know that. You might be still be high off the codeine. Who knows? <laughs> Just see me in my office. We'll talk about it. He's a better yeah, man than me. Of his, his codeine addiction, you know, we met earlier in the movie, when they come out of that meeting, you know, he kind of has like a dizzy spell and he passes out on the ground. Yeah, and so then she wakes him up. Yeah, so what's with that? Like, I don't, I didn't understand well, the dizzy spells part. I think aside from you know the drugs and the booze that he does constantly, he he has, has so, so much stress put on him of this book, and a, a lot of it is you know self inflicted, mm -hmm. and it just overwhelms him, and he passes out. And I think too, it's part of it's a defense mechanism. When shit gets too real, it's just like yeah, I'm out, I and think, he passed away. He, his girlfriend is pregnant. His his student is um, is a very strange person who stole something of value. He's gonna get in trouble for it. I'm gonna mm -hmm. pass out. You know, just all this stuff. He just has these spells. That's what he calls them spells. Well, he did say, "Don't call me a spell. Don't call it a spell. I'm not a whatever." What he said, like, "I'm not a oh, yeah. fantasy novel. No, like, we're it's not, not a we're spell. not a Tennessee Williams play. I'm yeah, not having a spell. don't call it a spell. I'm not having a spell." <laughs> <laughs> but it was I weird. Episode. Yeah, it was weird because I also think that uh, one of the things that happens when they're in that diner, he said he's not eating, and Toby McGuire is like, "You sure? That's probably why you keep passing out because you don't eat." And then I thought about it. I was like, man, he hasn't eaten this entire movie. He's just been drinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Smoking. Yeah. Like, he, that might have something to do with it. Yeah. Drinking booze and weed and pills and that's it. Yeah, it's not a good diet. Say no to drugs, <laughs> kids. I mean, unless they're fun. <laughs> unless they're fun. <laughs> then you know, hey, all bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> so right after he finishes confessing his love uh, for uh, uh, this man's wife, a... Uh, was a plumbing van driving yeah, by red van. the red van. And when the red van sees him sitting on a step, he, he takes off. And the next morning he wakes up and uh, his car is gone. His car has been stolen. Well, yeah, because so Sarah comes through and she tells him basically like, Hey, the cops are about to come. They're going right, to arrest they found James. Blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to arrest James. And oh, also, my husband told me that you told him that you oh, were in love she, with me before she told yeah. him that By they the found way, the dead dog in the bed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they found the dog, which which basically put it to James. Like, there's no way he can get out of that at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, he did it. There's a dog in his bed. <laughs> Please, someone explain yeah, it. <laughs> that makes it look weird. Weird though, like he just shot a dog and then stole the dog and put the dog in his bed. And I like when James <laughs> was getting arrested. He was just kind of like. Don't worry, your book's going to turn out great. And it was like, wait, you're worried about the wrong shit. Like, you're about to go to jail. You, you need to get some perspective. Yeah. Because <laughs> he looked at him like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, don't worry. Even, you know, if we never see each other again, I had a pretty good time this weekend or whatever the case may be. It was like, no, yeah. man. <laughs> 
I had a great time ruining my life. Thank right? you. <laughs> They're trying to send you to prison. He was like, well, even if I end up in prison, like, I was like, wait, no, you can't, you can't start a statement with that. Or was he just so rich that he knew he wasn't going to jail? That's what he said. I'm not worried. He was like, well, I'm a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'll be super worried. <laughs> like you just see, we're in this 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 nice rural town in Pittsburgh. Someone shot a dog, which is the equivalent of shooting a person in that kind of neighborhood. You might be going to prison. <laughs> and the dog was blind. I, as a prosecutor, I'm using that in court. I'm like, Your Honor, not only did he shoot this dog, but this dog was blind and he saved orphans. Like. <laughs> He's going he to the prison. whole jury at the same time. Go, oh, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> They're all going to be like, oh, gas. Exactly. This monster <laughs> needs to be behind bars immediately for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, and then you're right because then she asks him about the coat, and she he goes, "Oh yeah, James had the coat. It's in his bag, which is in the car. Oh no, which was just stolen. <laughs> the car was stolen right from under his nose. Which, come on, man." I'm not letting nobody jack my car within a matter of hours, at least. At the bare minimum, you saw him at 3 o'clock in the morning. You're going to have to come back at that night. You can't come back the exact same day an hour later. Like, exactly. What? That's bald. Yeah, he's probably asleep now. Let's go back. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, wait. Nope. He's still up. <laughs> they they take uh, Katie Holmes's car. Robert Downey Jr. Michael Douglas getting her car. And this and is when she I'm tells him sure... about the book. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when she tells him that uh, the book's no good, and he's like, "Well, thank you very much." He, he gets real pissed well, off. Well, no, because yeah, he asked her though. He was like, "Well, what did you think?" And she was like, "All right, right." Uh, yeah. She was like, "It was, it was okay, but maybe I think you should lay off the drugs." She like, it's, yeah. you're not, you're not a good writer when you're under the." Well, influence. she told him that the book had no focus because you. He said there was way too many details. He was like, "You have every character's." life down to the dental records mm. and then you have a horse's dental records and all this other stuff she was like you're putting in details and it feels like you're never getting to your actual story and then that's right. when she goes yeah i think you might because you're stoned and he was like well lady just for your information i was stoned when i made the first book and i'm stoned yeah. now <laughs> and i was stoned yeah, I was when stoned i accepted I got the that award. award yeah and i'm always stoned <laughs> he was just like all right well easy now Mr. I can't take constructive criticism. <laughs> he took He's describing his book. I was like, it sounds like a Tolkien novel. <laughs> he was all over the place. Exactly. It's Nobody was. This is Lord of the Rings. Already did it. We don't need you to do it again. <laughs> so he's upset that she hates his book. They get in her car, and he knows where his car is because he remembers the van that drives by. Yeah. And sure enough, they go to that that uh, the, the office, and there's his car. So he tells Robert Engineer, "Wait in the car." I'm going to go get my car. And he gets in and realizes he still has James's gun in his hand. Well, he blacks out, car. too. Yeah. yeah and then he and when he out. blacked out, that part kind of upset me because, uh, what's Terry. his name? Yeah, Terry was in the car. So was he not watching him? Did he not see him pass out? Right. Like, how long How long did he pass out for? <laughs> yeah, because he right. wakes up and here comes Vernon. I say, you can't <laughs> see the air quotes, but they're there. Everybody, I just want everyone to know my disdain for Vernon, who is just doing this bad jive impression once again. 
Hey, fool, get out of my exactly. car, Jive Turkey. Like, what the fuck? You upset at my girl. Like, exactly. It was like, can't you see what you're doing to my girl? Like, no. No. Oh, oh God. Robert Downey Jr. sees this going on, and he's like, I'm going to do something. Instead of, you know, yeah, he just decides to start right? laying on the horn. I don't know what his all plan his, was. All his whole book just flew away. And then when he got off the yeah. car and he did no, that, that was jump. Funny. <laughs> he did that jump to try to catch one of them. He yeah. to catch it, but he he grabs one and shows him, like, look, I got it. I got the page. <laughs> and he was just yeah, he like, you know what? He drives over to try and help and ends up wrecking the car and losing all 3,000 pages of his book. Right. He was like, you know what? Oh. I take that back. You can shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> But this part was a little like to me when he asked him, like when the girl asked him, "What was your book about?" and he was all like, "I don't know." Uh-huh. And it was like, "You don't know what your book is about." So he was like, "I was just writing, pretty much." And yeah, because then Robert Downey Jr. was writing. like, "Maybe it was a sign." And then here comes Vernon. What motherfucker you saying? Yeah, it was a sign, and you saying you lost your book? Well, what was you writing for? Like, yeah. shut up, man! Oh, I just want to choke just tell me you had a copy. So why I had alternate copy of the first chapter and then Vernon, why the hell don't you have a copy? <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you here? Why are you exactly. in this conversation? Like, We're letting you keep the car. Like, sh- <laughs> Mind your business, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn. This is just so it's, bad. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, he, he, he tells him it's his car. He steals the car back. They pull guns on each other. This whole you know, th- this this thing between them. And then when they get out of the car, he says, thanks for the ride, Vernon. And he goes, oh, anytime. And stop yeah, calling exactly. me Vernon. <laughs> yeah, don't call me Vernon anymore. <laughs> right? It's crazy that they let that go for, that he let that go for so long, though. Like, Vernon, what the fuck? Yeah. My name is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then he was like, Robert Downey Jr. reminds him, oh, yeah, don't forget the code. And he's like, oh, you're right. Hey, did you know Marilyn Monroe had small shoulders? <laughs> yeah, nobody knows that, but she did. She, that jacket looks yeah. perfect on you. And then just lets her go. She was like, yeah, she was like, yeah. I guess you have small shoulders too. All right. She's take like, care. oh, yes, I do. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but you see her face when they were talking about the jacket because she kind of hurt them. So she was like, damn, I got to give this jacket back. <laughs> yeah. She was just waiting for like, him no, to say you it. Can totally mm-hmm. it. She was like, I don't give a shit about this jacket. <laughs> no, she did. That's what she James no, he's in jail. Oh. Right? He's like, James in jail. This jacket isn't going to be the deciding factor of whether or not he goes to prison or not. Trust me. Right. It's not going to be the so jacket. Robert Downey Jr., he's like, what are we going to do? We needed that jacket. And he just looks at him and says, improvise. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> so what, what does Robert Downey Jr. do? He, he improvises and actually saves the kid. I still yeah. don't understand what happened. He gave the guy, so he's publishing uh, James's book, mm-hmm. and he also made a deal. I think he made a deal with the, uh, the husband. The husband, that yeah, that he'll publish his book as well for oh, them okay. to not go to jail. Yeah, because I was right. just kind of like, James is getting honored for a book, like which I get as a student being published is kind of a big deal, and it makes the college look good, so he gets off the hook. That girl on the back was hating. She rolled her eyes like, Oh, yeah. What? She was like, fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's getting a booking on me. Not fair. God, what's wrong with you <laughs> Catholics? <laughs> Why do all the Catholics get all the books? <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. He struck a deal. He's like, okay, if you drop all the charges, I'll publish your book, even if it sucks. And he's he like, okay, like, cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't pass that up. Right? <laughs> 
Because he even looked up, said he was like, and I just so we're all clear, I will also have a book published yeah, called so- The Last American Marriage. And he looks right at his wife and he's just like, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt to say. And you know, I gotta say, he, he wanted that book published more than he wanted to try and save his marriage. No, exactly. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. clearly he, he did. He cheated on him. You know, she got pregnant from another guy, you know, or whatever. But he was like, I can't believe you cheated. Oh, a book deal. Okay, cool. Have fun with you. He's like, bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't be sad for too long. <laughs> she was like, she was like, honey, it's me or the book deal. She was like, are you sure that's the ultimatum you want to do? We, we've already discussed this. If it was you are a book deal, I would pick the book deal every time. <laughs> that was yeah. in our wedding vows. It's right there. <laughs> so st- it is weird, though, how, like, if, if Robert Downey Jr. was the one who proposed that, that deal, he had to have taken it pretty quickly because all this is happening in the same day. Yeah, in the span of a couple hours. <laughs> so he was just like, yeah, book deal. All right, sorry. We're not married anymore, I guess. Now that's how this works, right? <laughs> book deals equal well, divorce. Like, maybe you can get uh, extra quickie divorces in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> so yeah, he gets in there. They see that. And then he he goes somewhere and he's like, hey, hey, janitor guy. You like getting high? He was like, yeah, only when I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> only he, when I'm working. <laughs> and he gives him that bag of whatever it was. It's supposed to be special. We were, it's supposed, it's like. So it's supposed to be some good, good stuff. I mean, he never <laughs> smelled it. So how do I know? Well, because he told yeah. James like, hey, careful with that. You're a rookie. You don't yeah. smoke like that. <laughs> but Alan Tudor's character doesn't know that. Sam Trackwell, I think was his name. And he was just like, he throws it down over the balcony. And he was just like, whoa, man, really? I mean, like, he's a, he was a stoner. Yeah. So stoners love free weed. Like. Yeah, that part. But the way he made it, it wasn't just free weed. Like, he just got some of the greatest stuff of all time. He should have smelled it. That's all I'm saying is that would have set this scene off. If he would have just been like, oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Professor. He didn't know. But then he has a dizzy spell, and I Kinda. thought, yeah. I thought he was going to fall. I, I honestly thought that was going to be the end of the movie where he died falling over the balcony. Right. <laughs> He's going to fall and land in Alan Tudyk's trash can. Yeah, right, exactly. That's what I thought. I was like in the movie, that's it. That's how he goes. But then he narrates, and he's like. I didn't fall that day. Like, right? right. Guess right. what, guys? I'm and okay. I never, <laughs> I never fell again. <laughs> yeah, I, you I survived. Me, you get that stereotypical happy ending voiceover. I, yeah. I got off the drugs, and, and you, you see the flash forward, and they're married, and they, their baby's born, and they live in a nice new house. And he's finishing his book. And, and that's the movie. That's Wonder Boys. <laughs> so if you had to, like, summarize the overall, like, plot of this movie what would you say you, what was it about Ooh, uh i'm saying typewriters don't mix all right yeah fair <laughs> enough fair enough because like i think you had mentioned it earlier to me this movie didn't become like a movie until they killed that dog and then right. there was at least some sort of conflict mm-hmm. because up until that point it just felt like a random series of events yeah until exactly. they had something centered like the James and Grady road tripping thing had to happen because of the dog. Yeah. You know it all I mean? came back to the dog because it does bring right. us yeah. back to like, Oh guys, remember there's it a does. dead dog in the trunk. Like, like everything like, stems from that on one level or another. Mm-hmm. And that's when that movie starts 
That's... Yeah, if the dog never came upstairs or they managed to avoid the dog, there's no movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, this movie is is just a series of random events. It becomes, I don't know, I don't try to think of a movie that does that. Well, there's lots of movies <laughs> that do that where it's like there's no real plot, like the breakup. <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> it's supposed to be about a breakup, but it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> Something I wrote down in my notes. I, I wanted to make sure. Is anybody a, a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I am. He's in that movie. He's at the very end. You, you saw Matt, him? Yeah. The, the, blink and you miss a cameo from uh, Rob with a McElhenney from yeah. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was like, holy crap. That's, he's one of the students. He's literally just sitting there when they're like watching James get his award or whatever. He's just like, yeah. Huh. That's it. That's it. He doesn't even have a line. But he's also nope. credited in this movie. If you go to IMDb, yeah. he is credited. Oh. Uh, he yeah, he's no credited lines. as student. Yeah, he's a student. <laughs> he, he was an extra, but he was a high up extra. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of this movie, Grady gets the girl and the baby. Yeah. And apparently a really sick house, because I don't know where they're right, at. Right, did they move into the house that her husband and her lived in? It looked like, like... a different house. I don't know. <laughs> was Maybe. it? Are you sure? He probably moved on. He got a book deal. <laughs> he did get a book deal. And everybody knows when the book deals come in, so do the ladies. <laughs> he probably bought Marilyn Monroe's old house. Right? No. <laughs> he it's, would. It's for sale? He's in there right now smelling the walls. It's on the market, you say. Right. <laughs> okay. And only five people have been murdered here? Okay. Okay. I could deal with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Yeah, so that was Wonder Boys. Not a good date movie, but a, a good uh, movie for this podcast, I think. That All was right. fun. So we usually do a thing where we rank it out of five. So... Uh-huh. Oh, you put that. I thought she was doing the applause. Or the I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm going oh, okay. to. I'm waiting for the answer. Oh, I'm sorry, lady. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Well, we don't have booze, but we we have a sad trombone. Our oh. crickets, whichever whichever you prefer. So you know, Tracy, what do you give this? What do honestly, you, what do you think? at first I wasn't feeling this movie too much, but like as it went along, even though it still kind of confused me, it wasn't bad. I just, I was confused. So I give it like a three out of five, which I guess gets applause. Yay! So, Kiana. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I first seen it, I was just like, no. But us talking about it, it's like, gives me a better understanding. But I still say no because I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Jason, it's up to you. You're the tiebreaker. I think we pretty much know what you give it. Well, uh, 21 years ago when I saw it, I would have given it a four out of five. But rewatching it twice this past week, I got to bring that down to a three as well. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's three is over 2.5. So. You know, I was I was leaning towards a three point five. I'm like, no, it it was okay. It wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, it's a so, it's a solid three. You know, and this is the no, first time everyone, I've seen it. It dates itself too. I think that's a big problem. Oh yeah, yeah, it it, it dates itself. He's typing on a word processor. Those don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. no, when when he was in the ex wife's house and I saw that laptop, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I know it was like five inches thick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is that? That was a brick. (laughs) 
Jeez. It looked like the power supply oh, for an Xbox. God, and then, because that, that was the scene when they were in the ex-wife's house or whatever, and he was watching TV. Even that TV, I was like, oh my gosh. Ugh. We didn't talk about that, but that part irritated yeah. me because he was just chilling in their house, feet up, going, yeah. well, he going, did getting tell their him drink, to make himself started at home. smoking. Yeah. He lit a he said, joint. Make himself at home. He and made he, he took did. that literally. Yes, he really did. He this was what comfortable, comfortable. I'm gonna kick my shoes off, raid the liquor cabinet, smoke the joint. All Watch right, a little here we TV. go. And then the mom Watch gave a him a garden. sandwich afterwards. Oh no, she <laughs> had a milk and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, all I'm saying is, if somebody breaks into your house, like at least that's the wrong reaction. At the bare minimum, they're lucky that the 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 parents knew who uh, Grady was because what do you think that old man would have done to James if it was just him? Right. <laughs> that old man looks like he keeps a shotgun just in case. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, their dog Maybe James is the grandson she never had. Oh, yeah, their dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dog was sniffing at the, uh, the trunk. The trunk. <laughs> Weird. Very. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty decent movie. It's, yeah, it's, I like it. It's okay. I enjoyed it. It's I'm not going to watch it any, again anytime soon. And, and my <laughs> wife, when I told her again what I was watching, says, are you trying to not get invited back? I'm like, would you stop it? <laughs> no, no. You know you're always invited back. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I had a blast. This was really fun. Yeah, I had a good time. This is, I, I, I love talking about movies that aren't necessarily, like, the best. You know what I mean? They, right. It's oh, a yeah. lot. It's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Definitely, I love showing movies to people that not only never seen them but I never heard of them either. Oh yeah, see, this like this was a first for me, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like I just didn't know what to expect. And the longer it went on, I was just kind of like, "What's gonna happen? I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> and I like I like not talk <laughs> oh, believe me, Kiana was uh, she was like, "Why would he pick this movie?" <laughs> Because it was my first date with my wife. <laughs> she was, she was, she was not happy at first. Because once we first started, a the first, yeah, the first too. twenty minutes of this movie, we were both kind of like, "Oh man, we're not gonna make it." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Giving, giving that like it was a long movie, and we both were still like confused about it like i feel like this was a good episode like i was yeah. a little nervous because of the confusion that's why i was like okay jason's gonna have to just talk through this whole thing because <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but the confusion worked yeah it's part of our charm Ding. exactly <laughs> it, it was it was lots of fun it was it was all right well that was wonder boys from the year of our lord 2000 mm-hmm. you got anything you want to plug again <laughs> well aside from uh, uh the uh the books i have uh the there's a series how to be books there's how to be a shitty boss and great how book. to be a shitty customer also a great book <laughs> oh i gotta read and, that way <laughs> and they're both a uh, very short read you read them in one sitting but they're they're very funny it's uh the the parodies every um business book your boss ever made you read yeah <laughs> And a book of poetry called Kill Him With Kindness, all available at barnesandnoble.com. And then your novel right now that you're writing, what is that about? Well, I'll, I I don't want to give away too much yeah, yet. All I can I can, is, I'm sorry, just, just a little sneak, little sneak peek? No. A, a little sneak peek. <laughs> it, it's a dark comedy about uh, movies and murder. 
Oh. Intrigue. Yeah. Intrigue. Yeah. She likes murder. <laughs> I like movies. But, you know. That's the best for Right? Kiana, you got anything you're plugging? Uh, no, just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. It was so much fun. Um, well, thank yes, you for having me. Thank you guys for everything. And I have got nothing. Make sure you're following us on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, all of the thingy-majiggets. I mean, that's really it. I guess we're on TikTok, too. Not really using that. Say, are we? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting the video. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's whatever. We're not real. I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. Yet. Not, not, not yet. with that attitude. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're on the TikTok. <laughs> oh, my God. TikTok. <laughs> and uh, Twitter's coming soon, guys. Yay. All right. <laughs> and on that note, we are out of here. Bye. 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 Bye.